something. It rivals to me what Tampa Bay did in the, with Nikita Kucherov <clears throat> a couple years ago. That's right. They, yeah. like, said he needed surgery, so he's out the whole year, and he comes back game one of the fucking playoffs. playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Because there's no salary oh, yeah. cap in the playoffs. I forgot yeah. about that. So, yeah. Whatever. If we can pull it off. I don't think the Blue Jackets are doing that. No. <laughs> no. In the, the like the opposite way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to lose yeah. as much oh, as yeah. possible. Welcome back to the best fucking CBJ podcast around with your hosts, Marty on the mic, Frank, and Mr. Locon. Now, let's turn it over to the boys for the latest episode of the Man in the Cannon Podcast. Welcome to the Man in the Cannon Podcast. I'm Marty on the mic. I'm here with Mr. Locon and Frank. What's up, boys? What up? How's it going? Good to be back. Yes, we're back. it is. We're back on schedule this time. Yeah, regular. We've, Look at us. We've only, we, only, we were only gone for what, like a week? Week and a half? Yeah, we were. Don't overthink it. We're here. Let's we're do this. Twenty twenty three. Our year. It's our not year. that complicated. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Let's start it right off. Let's dive right into it, boys and girls. The tank is alive and well, thriving. Our cup yeah. runneth Bubbling. over with suck. Um, <laughs> where are we at in the standings? Uh, let's see. Jackets at thirty four points with fifty one games played. The Chicago Blackhawks with thirty five oh. points with forty nine games played. So we even have. Uh, you know, games played in two hand. more games than Chicago, and we still suck worse than they do. So, yeah, but this, right. this is that's a good thing, right? That's exactly right. We're actively trying to lose. I feel like, like you know, Yarmo, the team, the organization, they're they're doing some things that you know make us think that we are actually trying to lose. You know, you, you may try to paint it, paint a different picture for the players and for the fans but the us those of us that actually watch and you know pay attention to some of these moves that we might be making some of the moves to IR which we're going to be getting to here in a second you know yeah. we might actually be actively tanking and you know what I'm I'm right here for it because yeah. this is how you Makes get, me excited which yeah. <laughs> which it, it feels different from years past right because at this time we'd be like are we going to make the playoffs I don't yeah. know Yeah I'm glad we're it, not in well we I mean Obviously, with you know Connor Bedard, the you know the the hype Consensus around him. Number one, yeah, the the hype around him makes it nice that we picked a year to suck so bad. Yeah, um, rather than be in the middle of the pack, right? Because like usually, been. if we're right in the middle of the pack this time of year, this is when I really do get all pissed off because we're we'll start to lose, and when we do start to lose around this this time of year, I get super pissed. This this time this. You know, with us being this bad, I'm just like, it's fine. Like, I don't care. We're we're that bad. It's hard to watch, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, all right, I'm actually kind of rooting against this team to actually win games at this point in time. Who so, the hell are you? We are pro tank on <laughs> yeah. this podcast. Yes. We are a pro tank yeah. podcast. Wow. We still like going to the games. We like hanging out. We like being in the atmosphere. Absolutely. Drink a few beers at and after the game. Mm -hmm. But you know what? We like to see maybe you know Marchenko get a couple goals here and there, that kind of thing. But ultimately, I'm rooting for us to get that number one overall pick, so that we can draft a guy like Connor Bedard because I really do think it it has the potential to be 
right? It has the opportunity to change your franchise. Mm-hmm. The, the way people are talking about this kid, like y- you really do need to set yourself up for the best possible way to try to land this guy. Now, this is granted, this is who Yarmo has on his board at number one as well. Remember, we talked about that last time. Maybe Yarmo's got <laughs> some a fastball. Other, right. Yeah. There's no way at the first pick that Yarmo could do that. Dude. It's hey, too, yeah. no, it's no. Don't even there's say no it. way. I'm just it's I'm too just much. throwing it out there. I don't think I think you're right. I think it is, you know, probably out of the question, but man, who fucking knows? Do we want to get into our conspiracy of No, not yet. We got to oh, talk. Give me your God, thoughts, Frank. So excited. You were, yes, dang. I think you're the only one out of the pod of the three of us on this pod that paid any attention to the all-star game i watched absolutely zero percent of it Mm -hmm. i don't really know why i think it's because i've watched i've been to the all-star game watched the skills competition and it doesn't really grasp my you know my interest also i think it was because part part of me it was in florida Mm -hmm. and i just i don't hockey in florida i just don't i can't can't wrap my head around it so frank what were your thoughts on all-star weekend yeah so i mean obviously we had you know our boy Johnny Hockey there, and he represented well. Um, you know, I didn't watch everything. I kind of tuned in and out, uh, watched a little bit of the skills competition, and then the the main event, the three-on-three divisional matchups. And Johnny did – I mean, he played well. He had a hat trick in hat one trick. game. Uh, you know, it just it's, – it's fun to see him with some other – more talented players and just see how good he actually is like him with Panarin uh yeah that Doesn't was that unbelievable that was make unbelievable think about what could have been and that God was a damn. line in the game that's him what I mean yeah, yeah yeah that's what and, I mean yeah see him just, watching him play with Panarin so and then just to kind of touch on the the overall I you know I really do like the format um when it was in Columbus it was kind of the the old format where they just had, you know, the one game, like a regular hockey game. But the three-on-three format, it's a really cool chance to kind of see all these skill guys score a bunch of goals. Not that, like, everyone's playing hard, just like a normal all-star game, but just seeing all the passes in the three-on-three environment was uh, pretty cool. Uh, the jerseys were dope. That's, jerseys dope. Okay. That's, uh, uh, that's kind of all I, I have to say about it. I, didn't even, I don't even know. On Twitter, all I saw though on Twitter was people ripping apart the skills competition. I didn't touch on. I I didn't really watch a whole lot of that. Honestly, I kind of was in and out. I think what, we were at the bar and it was on. Maybe the what Friday were they night. saying? What were they saying? Oh yeah, we were. That's yeah. Right. I don't know. Some you know just it's Too Twitter. Gimmicky. Twitter getting yeah. all pissed about everything. Everything sucks on Twitter. So yeah, yeah I don't really know. You want to have a good time? Stay off. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So. <laughs> but the three-on-three games, that's a lot of fun. It reminds me, so Panarin with Gaudreau, big move today in the NHL, starting to maybe see some of these pieces move before the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Vladimir Tarasenko getting moved to the New York Rangers today. It's a big move. Pretty sure Tarasenko's Russian, right? It sounds like a Russian name. I'd, let's, I don't Marty, check I'm that. I'm not positive, <laughs> but I think so. So him, so that would make him, you know, Panarin's a Russian guy. Maybe they're, you know, I think they're some. I saw somebody say they're friends. They're pretty good friends on Twitter yeah. today. Anyway, it's going to place. Ad. Yeah, That's no, a big it's ad a for huge New York. gift for the Rangers. That's going to place them in a, you know, a position to really make a run in the East. Because right now you're looking at them trying to go up against Boston, Boston Tampa too. Tampa, the way New Jersey's been playing, it's going to be hard to get out of the Toronto. It's a gauntlet. Yeah, man. Whoever comes out of the East is going to be fucking. Whoever comes out of the East is winning the cup, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, he, that's like, the way it looks Russian, like. By Russian. He's Russian. Okay, I Thanks, thought Marty. So. Yeah, and I know we kind of touched on it. You know, we were joking around about 
the NBA trade deadlines, but it, oh you know, gosh, we were uh, wild today. <laughs> so it's like, you know, to your point, Marty, that you mentioned, it was like, well, do you think we start seeing this more of a snowball effect? I mean, this was a big, mm-hmm. that was a big deal. I mean, that's a big trade in my opinion. Yeah. The blues give up a first and a second round pick. And, you know, they also swapped a couple of defensemen in the deal, but yeah, first and a second basically for Vladimir Tarasenko. Yeah. Yeah, well, we can only hope that there's a trade that makes a Blue Jackets player a little bit more valuable than they are right now. If we stop That's getting what the hurt. Snowball does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah right. we're hurt. That's not great. So, uh, Mr. Locon, do we want to – I know we're talking about the, the trade deadline coming up in a couple weeks. I mean, what are your thoughts on Blue Jackets players potentially on the block? So the names you keep hearing, right, if you're a fan of the Jackets, you've probably heard – People talk about Vladislav Gabrikov looking to be moved at the deadline. Teams have been, you know, multiple scouts have been at multiple Blue Jackets games, and I would expect them to continue to show up. Uh, but you're, you know, you're linking and you're hearing um, Vladislav Gabrikov's name in trade rumors with Edmonton, with Dallas, with, um, you know, if, and, and many other teams. I wouldn't be shocked if he's moved at the deadline. And knowing how much value Yarmo places on our players, um, I I wouldn't hesitate to to think that he's at least going to get a second round pick out of out of Gabby. And you know what? Depending on how he plays here, maybe over the next couple of weeks, I thought he's played well actually the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, he could get a first round for him as well. He's the he's a big body a guy, big sturdy physical. defenseman. He plays a, a regular, you know, not too flashy style of game. But yeah, kind of like the old school defenseman. Yeah, he's a solid defenseman. Um, reminds me a little bit, you know, of David Savard when we traded David Savard. I don't think he blocks as many shots as Savard does. Not as big as Savard, but and we got a first round for Savard, and, and we got a first round pick from Toronto for Nick Foligno. Mm-hmm. So it's possible, you know, we could swing Gabby for a first. That would be fantastic. Yeah, What's up, Marty? that sounds really nice. But I'm nervous at the same time because it feels like i i don't want the blue jackets to be a farm team that we just we get talent trade it we build it we trade it we are just constantly building so mm. part, as you were talking part of me was like ooh, like that gives you the <laughs> like, willies ooh, that gives me a little bit of the willies the i willies. think at this point i like we're fully on tank mode so it probably makes more sense than past but it still makes me a little a little nervous to do that. The other thing I think when I think of Gavrikov is he's an unrestricted free agent. Um, would you like to sign him an- uh, to another contract? Maybe. Um, he's probably going to want a little bit more money than what we might be willing to give him. That's fair. And you also have to think we're going to start transitioning those players, s- some of the defensemen that we have in the pipeline, into our Makes you know, starting space. roles. I'm so. With you. I'm not too worried about getting rid of Gavrikov. He's been an excellent Blue Jacket, but I think his value, a draft, a high draft pick, would be more valuable to me at the at the trade deadline than just keeping him to finish the rest of this season. And because uh, I, I even, I don't think they would be, you know, I don't think they're close on terms on a contract. So yeah, and I mean, uh, another point is, you know, I, I mean, who else do we trade at this point, or who else would teams even? want that we're willing to trade i mean right. i think obviously you mentioned we might be one able is, to get like you know a nice new skate sharpener for that'd be cool somebody or maybe. you know maybe somebody give us a new zamboni for you know elvis we yeah. can trade elvis for a new zamboni <laughs> or a nice 
Nice pair of well, Bauer skates. Something real nice. Well, well, Do not well, pet well, the possum. Well, yeah. <laughs> what is he tra- in semi-pro? What is that, where they get traded for? It's like a laundry. Oh, a, wa- a washer, <laughs> washer and a possum or something. Yeah. Um, but I th- I, another p- <laughs> another player I think we should mention too uh, is Nyquist. Um, obviously, he's just recently placed on the IR. But I know he was a guy that was talked about uh, what's, for what's a while. Wrong, what's wrong with him? Uh, I forget. Shoot, he I needs know. lower. Bu- I don't he know. needs surgery, though. Oh, that's right? it's like serious. Yeah. Well, yeah. allegedly. Yeah. This, this is what we were alluding to earlier. Like, yeah, maybe. But they, yeah. Know, could, but they it, say he would be ready if teams are still interested that he would be ready to go <laughs> by the playoffs, ironically. So maybe. That's weird. There's, yeah. Yeah. Who would have thought? Who'd have thunk it? So but, maybe you get something for him, but who knows what the value is of Nyquist with him being on IR. Right. Um, but I do think like, you know, with there not being a salary cap in the playoffs, it still is it would intrigue teams if he is in fact going to be better by the playoffs. Absolutely. You know, yeah. especially if we retain some of his salary. You know, if you're looking to dangle out Nyquist and you retain two million dollars off of his contract, you're basically getting him for nothing. Mm-hmm. And you don't even have to put his salary on your cap. So yeah, I think Nyquist is gonna be another interesting piece to see at the at the deadline. I don't see why teams wouldn't be interested in Corpusalo. You know some team that may need a backup goalie through the playoffs or even to look at, you know, possibly sharing the role of one of their starting goalies. Mm-hmm. You know, Edmonton always pops up when you're talking about needing a goalie. They've never ha- they haven't had consistent goaltending the past six seven years yeah it's always been an issue so yeah that's a good point i know he hasn't really been i know in the years past it's always his name always pops up but uh, i think colorado was said they were interested maybe like a couple years back but i would i don't they need a goalie too at the at the moment you know they don't have that 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 would be interesting so yeah we could see corpy moved um anyway so with all of these talks of trades and because where, I was, where I'm going at with this is we mentioned moving Gavrikov is the reason I'm not too worried about is because we're going to start thinking about transitioning maybe some of these defensemen that we have in the pipeline into our role. And that brings me to um, my next our next topic for the evening. Uh, Scott Wheeler for The Athletic comes out with his yearly ranking. Hi, Scott. Of, hey, Scott. Yeah. Hi. Shout out. We know each other. So yeah, no big deal. deal. Fan of the pod. <laughs> Uh, he's released his uh, annual ranking of the NHL team's prospects pool, pro- prospect pools of all the teams. He ranks from 1 to 32 and just came out. We found that the Blue Jackets have, according to him, the third best prospect pool, which is nice. something to look forward to, thank God. Yeah, right? so finally. We we're not just sitting yeah. here talking about how bad we suck every night. <laughs> but of no surprise, he's got our top prospect rank as David Juracek, the big Czech uh, defenseman. You know, um, man, if you got a chance to watch him in the World Juniors this past uh, tournament, he really had a fantastic tournament and was um, him with Stanislav Svozl. They looked fantastic together. I think they made they won the silver medal Um but yeah, he's a Did big. Did he play guy. a couple games this year? Yeah, he got called up for early in the real year. Real early, yeah, he yeah. did. I remember that. And then they sent him down, and he didn't come back up. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, it was like, it's, right, it's when like right when, yeah, hurt. right when Zach. Yeah, got you're hurt. right. Yeah, you're right. Yep. I remember. He's huge. Yeah, he's a big, big guy. guy. Oh yeah, and he can skate. 
you know, which is, you know, it's not like, you know, that you don't see that every day, a big guy that can really skate. And he can shoot. Yes, he's got please. a decent Thank shot. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, he uh he comes up for a couple games and I think he kind of struggled a little bit. But this is his first year playing North American hockey. Yeah, right. it's a lot different. The ice is totally different. It's much smaller. Um, but he looked good during the World Juniors, and I'm sure he's going to look. We'll get another chance to watch him at probably mm-hmm. you know next year in Cleveland, uh, some more. If not, playing up with the big clubs. Yeah, young kid too. So uh, they got our number two prospect, Denton Matejchuk, a left-handed defenseman. I haven't had the chance to watch him too much. He plays for the Moose Jaw Warriors. But do you remember? Watching him in camp, we got to watch him in camp. Yeah, I did. He's a left-handed D shot. I the the thing that I remember about watching him the most was how well he can skate. He is a fantastic skater because he's not like that big of a guy, mm-hmm. but man, he can really toe the blue line. He can push the puck. He can join the rush. He can help on the forecheck. You know, if he's on the rush, but. He's going to be a solid defenseman, dude. And they got him ranked as our number two prospect, which mm-hmm. is exciting. Like, our top two prospects are defensemen. Yeah, well, there you go. So, I mean, maybe the if we can get some value for Gavacroft, it I mean, it maybe makes some sense then. So, well, yeah. can I ask a question real quick? Yeah. So, the, there's these top two prospects. Like, does it take into account when they will be ready to be playing for, like, Oh. We're going to be ready to put them in, or is that not into account? So they could be out for a couple more years. I where yeah, are no, they? At? That, I don't think that is accounted for. Like, so where are these guys at? Dina, like, like how are close the, how, are they to being on the roster? Any of these guys could be on the roster yeah, tomorrow. Next year. If, yeah, but they just you have know, to earn their spot. Depends on how well you play in camp and how much room we kind of have. So as early as next roster. year is thing. especially with Gavrikov probably not going to be re-signed and. Who knows what they're going to do with Blankenberg? You know, I can't see him being like a an absolute lock yeah. as our in our third pairing. Boquist, even who knows what Bo- the deal is going to be with Boquist? You know, we don't it, know what's going on. With half of, of the guys. guys yeah. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> I but to answer your question, Matejchuk, he's only eighteen years old. Wow, um, and so is David Yurichek. So yeah. they could they could be in no hurry. To rush these guys into playing in the NHL, but maybe start them out in Cleveland, get them to playing together a little bit more, and maybe bring some of our other guys up from Cleveland. Like we got Tim Bernie up right now, playing D. Yep. Maybe bring some of the other guys up and let these guys develop and get used to you know playing professional hockey. Cool. Thanks. Number three, we got Jordan Dumay. Guys, this kid's 18 years old as well. I this this is the most exciting one to me. I mean, if you're paying attention at all to what's going on in major junior hockey right now, you know that Jordan Dumais is absolutely killing it in the uh, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. For he plays for Halifax, he's like basically tied if and you know maybe playing even a little bit, producing a little bit more than Connor Bedard, the consensus number one overall pick. Yep. Yeah. And Frank, like you, you dropped it on the last pod. We have the opportunity. To draft Bedard, if we can, you know, if we can keep up this, this standing, we have the opportunity to grab him, and then all of a sudden we have Jordan Dumay and, and Connor him. Bedard. Which oh, say I it again, like Frank? That. Let's hear this hot take, baby. My hot take: Yarmo's evil plan. <laughs> <laughs> so we were kind of joking around, but uh, it's coming together, ironically. But maybe this is Yarmo's. Uh, 
whole uh, evil plan. Yeah, that's right. You could his just say he, his this is evil. His evil plan. Maybe he. Uh, you know, we we knew Connor Bernard from the get go was going to be the consensus consensus number one, and uh, you know he decided to tank from the get go. Get Johnny Hockey acclimated to the city, comfortable with his new family. Congratulations again on the newborn, and uh, get ready to roll for uh, next season. Let's go, baby! I'm ready. <laughs> you compared him to another couple of current NHL players as well. Oh man, Connor Bedard and Jordan Dumais. You don't remember what you called? Oh, it. oh, oh! Sorry, I thought you said it already. Yeah, this could be our uh, Leon Drysaddle and uh, Connor McDavid. Woo! That'd be cool. That's smoking hot. Scorching. Woo. I've never seen Jordan Dumais play, but we keep talking about him, and I'm just—I don't even know what he looks like. I know nothing about this kid, <laughs> yeah. but we keep talking about him. And like, but Marty already bought a jersey. Yeah, I might as well. We should see if we can somehow figure out a way a way to watch. The, him the rest of the year. Yeah. I'll, I'll look into that. Yeah. I was just Maybe someone, be someone, some, uh, some listener can uh, tweet at Man in the yeah, Cannon. Tweet at Man in the Cannon. Let us know how we can watch the Halifax Mooseheads the rest of the year. Trying to do that. Well, I also want to follow that race, too. I don't, it was harder to find those statistics than I thought it would be, but it'd be it's fun to watch that race. We got Connor Bedard and Jordan Demay going at it to see who's going to score <laughs> score the most points by the end of the year. Or is it goals? Is it points, points. and goals? Points, yeah. Okay. And maybe angles. I don't know. About the goals part, but yeah, Dume he's got like thirty six goals or something already, That's and like sixty assists or something stupid. It's like, you know, it's ridiculous. That's cool. So. Look at us being positive on the podcast. We're so positive. I'm so. Let's happy. just I not talk it. about the current play, and we can yeah. stay positive. <laughs> Number four, we got ranked uh, Kirill Marchenko. Dude's killing it. What'd you say he has? Kirill, Marty? the real deal. He has, he's tied yeah, for he's 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 13. Tied. I think he's tied for most goals by a rookie right now. Yeah, this has got to place him in contention for the Calder Trophy, right? Rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, this brings me back to I can remember when Steve Mason won the Calder Trophy uh, <laughs> for the Jackets, actually. That was our the only time I think we've had a rookie of the year. Um, wow. Man, Mason, I was in love with, with Steve Mason <laughs> just because he was, you know, it was his first year. A new goalie <laughs> yeah. takes Just us to the playoffs. Oh yeah, that's yeah. A, I love I love the goaltending position. Takes us to the playoffs. We got swept by Detroit in four games, but I'll, I'll never forget. You know, watching him play that year, he did. He really did have a great year. He's he's kind of on fire. So I just pulled it up. He's tied with Wyatt Johnston, who's played fifty three games and has thirteen goals. Kirill, the real deal, has played twenty eight games and has the same amount of goals. This guy is on a tear. Nice. And he has zero assists. Zero assists. He's a shooter, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Keep shooting. I think I saw an interview with Johnny, actually, where they asked him about uh, Kirill, and he was like, yeah, just keep shooting. That's what I tell him. He has a beautiful (laughs) shot. He does have a good chance. I mean, I don't know. I know we kind of, at the beginning of the season, right, obviously we kind of highlighted Marchenko as a guy to watch. Um, But uh, it kind of brings me to uh, another player that we haven't seen in a while, but it would be fun to see him and Chinikov on the same line. Dude, it really would. God, sometimes I forget about Chinikov. Mm-hmm. His shot is that wrist shot. His is. wrist shot is one that really gets me all fired up. Really gets my Get juices flowing. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I can't wait till he comes back. I just like watching him play. It's just fun to watch. Yeah, I think he's my favorite player. I don't know why. I've I think always it's, liked. Him, I think yeah. it's his shot. Yeah, ever since he got drafted, and everybody's <laughs> yeah. like, "Who the fuck is this? We got to go to commercial." <laughs> yeah. Damn it, Yarmo. <laughs> <laughs> Please stand by. But then he ended up winning like rookie of the year in the KHL. Anyway, 
Number five, we got ranked Corson Kuhlmans. This is a right-handed defenseman we drafted a couple of years ago, I believe. But he's having they're having he plays uh, college hockey at the Was- University of Wisconsin, and they're struggling. Hansen. So, Hansen. all right, now, last one I'll talk about is that he has ranked number six Stanislav Svozel, which, quite honestly, I'm gonna Can you say his name again. Stanislav Svozel. I don't know why I like it. Stanislav Svozel. Stanislav Svozel. Stanislav Svozel. I just I think he's much better than being ranked as our sixth best prospect. I just watching him in the World Juniors. I thought he played so well. I think he's got such a high upside, um, especially you know being able to play with David Juracek and getting the opportunity to play with him a little bit more consistently since they're both um, from the Czech Republic. I think he's going to be fantastic. Uh, you know, some more that are mentioned, Luca Del Bell Blues and then Dmitry Voronkov. That's the other guy we keep hearing about because Voronkov's 22. He's been playing in the KHL since he was like 17 years old. He's won an, an Olympic gold me- or an Olympic medal, a World Juniors medal, and four full seasons at a top pro level, you know, hockey establishment. Wow. He's only 22. So. I was reading some interviews or some things on Twitter that were saying he's going to – I think he, they're going to try to get him into the NHL or at least over with the, the club next year. So we can look for Dmitry Voronkov to finally make his North American debut next year. And he's a big guy. He's uh, – what did they say? He's 6'4", and he's oh, a wow. forward. Yeah. yeah, Man, so, we, so I mean, we got some prospects in the in the wing. Yarmo's evil plan is just – yeah, got his, got his hands over. Got it. Yeah, right. Just Yadmo. So we're back. Um, finally, the Jackets had the All Star break. They've been on a bio week. It's cool. To, it's cool to follow some of these guys on Twitter and Instagram and see where they go. You know, because mm-hmm. you know, like, so like, if they're not going to the All Star game, which who would like if you're not? Actually <laughs> yeah, if, if you're not, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you know, like as soon as that Washington game ended. Uh, right Peace after, out. Yeah, they're on the plane that night, right? Yeah, like wherever they want to go, here, wherever in the whole fucking world. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. Just like, must be nice. <laughs> just go wherever the fuck you want to go. So I don't know where I, Elvis went. Some tropical place. I, I saw him with his wife and kid, and Gavrikov. Same thing. These guys took some time off, and I saw Aaron Portsline tweeted today. They got back to practice at two o'clock today, and. He said, everybody's back at practice, and everybody looks a little bit t- more tan than they did before. <laughs> yeah. So I think the they got some well-deserved got some, sun. Uh, some sun, some some you know some rest, which is which I is thought you were going to gonna say their sweat smelled a little bit different. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you <laughs> all remember that bender. practice. Yeah. Coming back from oh, break, gosh. that first practice, probably all just conditioning <laughs> drills. There's only toxin. one way to get it out. You yeah. know? The toxins. The sweat yes. them out, baby, and probably puke them out. Yeah. I can remember doing that as well. Uh, but we're back, baby. Playing, uh, we got the Leafs tomorrow night, bro. Home and home, home and home. Uh, Stan, you know, Friday Saturday thing. I love playing the Maple Leafs. I, I don't know why. There's always a lot of Toronto fans that make the trek either. It's always either from house. Toronto or there's just a lot of Toronto fans in this country. There's probably a shitload of Toronto fans in Columbus, but there's always a lot of Toronto fans at the game. Um, probably because it's. Probably cheaper for them to drive Definitely down here, is, yeah. buy a ticket, and probably stay, stay in the, the hotel yeah. than it is for them to <laughs> buy, buy a, a ticket, ticket in there. Toronto. Yeah. You know? But I I love playing Toronto because it's it's by far the biggest hockey fan base in the world. Mm-hmm. Like it's the most well, 
one of the biggest, I would say. Probably top three. Absolutely, uh, yeah. But there's always a, a ton of fans. And it's going to make, I think it makes after the game a little bit more fun as well. Like when you go to our bar, you get to talk to some of these people. Maybe see it, you know, go up and talk to these people, guys. Like go up to these Toronto fans at our bar after the game. Ask them where they're from. What brought them down to Columbus? Show them how wonderful our city is. You know, this is our opportunity to show these people that Columbus is a really fantastic place to live and to play hockey. So, The Jackets and Nationwide are also doing a Hockey is for Everyone night, so that's even a themed night. Right, Hockey is for Everyone. I'm sure we'll see mm. the uh, you know, the rainbow jerseys, which have been in – it's been a crazy you know, uh, point of contention here recently with Ivan Provorov refusing to put on the rainbow jersey for the fly- Flyers. So hopefully, you know, we don't cause any more con- commotion with the jackets like sitting out of this. Or I don't, I don't know if anybody will, but mm-hmm. yeah, hockey is for everyone on Friday. So everybody, come on out, everyone. Hey, you, come on out. Is is Matthews gonna play? Because he's been like injured, right? That's what I was questioning. I, I, still, love, yeah. that's I just, I love being getting the opportunity to go watch him and Mitch Marner and William Nylander. Absolutely. You know, all these guys. Is Tavares still on the team too. Yeah, John yeah. Tavares, man. So to your point, right? I mean, we—it's still a blast to go to the games, and obviously, we're not the greatest this year, but it's a chance to see uh, some great teams and great players. And Friday night, it's going to be rocking, and should be a good time. I, I think the boys will put on a show still. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. They always play they Toronto. Get, you tough. get hyped up yeah. for the big names. Right. Absolutely. Right. Um. I can remember that you know back in my younger days. This is the kind of game when I'd get to the game <laughs> early. I go down and watch warmies, but I don't go watch the jackets. I go, I'll go watch the Toronto. You know, watch these guys warm up so you can get right on the glass and really catch them warming up. I always thought that that was a lot of fun because you're just like, there. That's Austin yeah. Matthews, like right in front of me. <laughs> uh, yeah, home and away, and then we got him again on Saturday. So mm-hmm. you can chalk these up to two losses. Like, yeah. there's just no. <laughs> Well, we kind of look. The next five games are, I mean, it's a brutal start right after the break. We have Toronto twice. I think we have New Jersey, Winnipeg, and at Dallas. So, Oof. tough start, boys. Tough start. Yeah, but Toronto, Toronto, New Jersey, Winnipeg, Dallas. Yeah. And then at Arizona, just one keep, random. Keep adding water to the tank. That's all I got to say. Oh, at Dallas. Keep adding that water to the tank. Our I like cup that. runneth over with suck. <laughs> we suck. And we suck. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I got nothing else. Yeah. That's is that a short pod? I'm good. Are we done? I'm good with it, yeah. I think. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we will Reach see you next time. Reach out to you time. if you're at the game tomorrow. We'll yeah. be there. Tweet us. We'll be at the game uh, drinking some beers, hanging out. Uh, shout out to our newest listener to the podcast, MD Hammer. Maybe we can get him on as a guest. Hell yeah. Uh, let's do it. I think Love he's it. Ready. Love it. I think he's ready to join the pod, so. All right, people, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Man in the Cannon. Don't forget to shoot us your requests on what you'd like to listen to. And somebody, please let us know how we can watch the Halifax Mooseheads for the rest of the season. I'm trying to watch Jordan Dumay. We need to know. Gotta know. <laughs> All right, see you guys. Peace. We are the Man in the Cannon podcast, and we are bringing you the CBJ forecast. You never know what we're talking about, but we're the best fucking podcast around. The CBJ news and unprofessional views will certainly satisfy your Blue Jackets podcast fix. Yeah!